Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Coming up on today's wrestling news, a top WWE star is out with a mystery issue. WWE are going all in on big guys. Hangman Page says he is frustrated with the lack of matches in AEW since he became champion. And a former WWE referee says the McMahon family is torn apart. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Michael Sidgwick. And this is the news. So let's start with that mystery issue affecting a top WWE star. The star in question, Montez Ford. If you, like me, was wondering what happened to the finals of the RK Bronament on Monday Night Raw, they sort of mentioned this in passing on commentary, but the reason for it is this mystery issue affecting Montez Ford and taking him out of action. The match between the Street Profits and the Mysterious has been delayed a couple of weeks. But speaking on the latest episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer simply stated that, quote, something is up with the former tag team champion. Um, he said, I don't know if it's injury, illness or whatever, but he does hope to have an update on the situation soon. Intriguing this. Normally we get immediate response when it comes to an injury. We're told exactly what the issue is and probably how long we could expect them out for. The fact that they've re-advertised this match for, I think, the 27th of December, fingers crossed, means it's nothing serious. My mind, and we are purely speculating here, when someone is away for a couple of weeks moves to the dreaded COVID. Yes. The fact that that hasn't been mentioned means that is pure speculation on my heart, on my behalf. But it's annoying this because I really like Montez Ford. You're going to say it on my heart because you got Von Wagner uh, on the brain. Always. It's NXT day, baby. Yeah, I mean, oh Christ. There's no way to discuss this and cover it responsibly at the same time. Yeah. There are two specific things that WWE never mentions explicitly. We know what one of them are because you've just blurted it out. Yes. <laughs> There's another one which isn't good either, but all we can do realistically is um, wish Montez Ford the best in whatever he's going through right now. Um, hopefully it's a minor issue or yeah. a minor version of the worst thing that's ruined everyone's lives. The day. It's filling us with dread more and more at the moment. Yeah, just whatever it is, I just hope the guy's okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the sounds of it, like I say, the fact he's being re-advertised yes. in a couple of weeks means it shouldn't be anything too serious. Uh, because he feels, just to talk about Montez Ford, like a potential real star for them in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we 
talk in the office, like nerds, even when we're not getting recorded, we talk about pro wrestling. And one of the things that comes up, because, you know, part of us, deep down, kind of wants WWE better, <laughs> we are thinking right now, and let us know in the comments as well, because we're kind of stumped. What have they got for WrestleMania this year mm -hmm. that is a massive match that isn't, like, the second, the second or third Roman Brock match, the breakup of RK Bro. Mm -hmm. We're thinking, like, who's going to win the Rumble? Who's that one guy yeah. who's really got all the tools, who's really over, who's got enormous potential? Montez Ford is on the top of that list for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's one of those people. We saw flashes of it. We see it all the time in tag matches. We saw flashes of it when he had that singles match with Roman Reigns. I mean, we're also always speculating as to who the guy is that's going to beat Roman. I'm not suggesting necessarily it's going to be Montez Ford, but if it's not Brock Lesnar, you're kind of looking around going, needs to be someone and they yeah. need to push them and he would be a fantastic uh, choice in my opinion but yes get well soon at Montez Ford let's move on and talk about WWE's infatuation with big guys because it is set to continue uh, we have reported of course in the past about them you know making those decisions within the personnel firings basically because they wanted younger bigger people effectively yes. this has sort of been reflected in that uh, WWE next in line list all those collegiate athletes that they've brought in 15 newcomers and Dave Meltzer talking all about it emphasizes the fact that yeah they just want really big guys he said with the exception of AJ Ferrari every guy is 280 pounds and up it's not like it's 240 pounds and up it is 280 pounds and up this guy is seven foot and 400 pounds this guy is six foot something he continues basically this is an indication one would assume of the future direction of WWE yes absolutely I can understand Vince McMahon's position and I can also laugh at it at the same mm. time. I like how his rancid creative that has just fostered so much resentment. Everyone has an inability to actually engage emotionally with the storylines. You feel like you're punished for this. Everyone's either numb. People still get pissed off about certain things. Other people are just used to it by now. And that's like how Vince has just woke up one day and thought, you know what it is? They're not big enough. Yeah. So I feel like it's an absolutely incredibly complicated issue as to why WWE's um, audience woes are what they yeah. are. With the exception of SmackDown, that does very well in the demo, um, which has been like an unmentioned, like decent bit of uh, popularity metric there. But you know, if you look at where the viewership was two to three years ago, it's nowhere near even that. Um, so yeah, I just find it funny how maybe I haven't pissed them off. Maybe they're just not big enough. But at the same time, you know what else goes understated, right? When, like, wrestling Twitter discourse and Reddit or whatever, and I try to get away from it, it's just toxic. Mm. Endless debates are incited about, why isn't wrestling as big as it once was? Not that it matters, but why can't AW get the million? Why can't they beat Raw SmackDown? What, where have all the wrestling fans gone? Like, irrespective of the fact that if you look at the Nielsen rankings, wrestling's in a pretty damn yeah. good state of health right now. It can never, ever go understated just how much absolutely gigantic shredded bodies made wrestling explode. Yeah. Mainstream-wise, at the advent of cable in the 1980s, these were brand new physiques through the fashion of anabolic steroids. Yeah. Like, people looked at these legitimate superhumans on screen, and it was like, just imagine you walk, imagine you, commenter, right? You walk down the street and you just see a new body. <laughs> it's a new body, like a really impressive body. Like you've never seen. Imagine, right? Someone's like people are walking around like they're eleven feet tall now, and you think, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's eleven foot tall. I want to see him again. Oh yeah, he's just got on the bus. 
You'd be good. You want to see the 11 foot tall guy? Yeah. This is what it was like in the 80s. Yeah. Genuinely, legitimately, it was. Um, it was a massive deal to just change your body. You're not going to get that again. Yeah, I... I'm a complete hypocrite because I on, on what well, you're eleven foot tall, so maybe yeah. you can go to WWE. Yeah. Trust me, I get snapped like a bloody twig there. But I, I, I am a complete hypocrite because I, on the one hand, do kind of agree with Vince McMahon's airport test in terms of some people you look at and you go, I don't care what they're like, I just want to see that. Like almost in Strowman, for example, in recent years, I just was like, well, that that guy, I need to see more of that guy. But. To limit it purely down Oh, yeah, it's to ridiculous. That, to boil it all down to be like, yeah, no Brian, no Cole, no Gargano. Instead, we'll just get anyone who's above... You, you must be this high to wrestle in the WWE and not you, Riddle, not like that. But, you know, the fact it's just height-based or size-based is preposterous. Now, of course it is. Of course it is. It's like, a melting pot. It's a it's a mixture. You can have seven-foot-tall guys, but you should also have, I don't know, five-and-a-half-foot-tall guys who are really good at technical wrestling. Yeah, I mean, just to... I'm going to disagree with you slightly. When I see, like, a Strowman or a Moss, I think, like, well, I'd rather see a talented guy <laughs> yeah, rather fair. than a really, really, really tall one because I've got no to all that when I was about eight years old in 1993. Mm-hmm. It's it's regressive, I think it's fair to say. But I can understand where he's coming from. That's where he made his money. Yeah. Yeah, stick to what you know. But business Jesus Christ, does he do that? Um, anyway, let's move on. It, winter is coming, goes down tonight, of course, on AW Dynamite. Hangman Page defending that AW World Championship against Brian Danielson and speaking to the brilliant Renee Paquette on her Oral Sessions podcast. I will caveat this by saying... It's kind of in character, this. Yes. He talked to his frustrations about not having any matches. He said it's been three or four weeks uh, since he became champion, and I've been asking for a match with Brian Danielson since after the pay-per-view, and I haven't gotten to wrestle. It's kind of frustrating as well. Uh, he said, generally, it's otherwise an incredible feeling to be world champion. You become so vulnerable and try something different, but it works. It's an incredible feeling. They're referencing the sort of journey back to the title, of course. Um, but it is a shame... In kayfabe or not, that we haven't seen more of champion Hangman Page wrestling on TV, but I feel like hopefully that's going to be made up for tonight in a spectacular title match. Yeah, absolutely. Irrespective of the fact that this is quite clearly an in-character kayfabe interview, I think there is a point to be made about the Hangman Page direction. Like, you've got, essentially, in Brian Danielson, a fighting babyface who just wants to wrestle yes. and perform in front of the fans and make the fans happy. Um, so there's a little bit of a counterintuitive element to an otherwise really strong program so I understand why people aren't doing cartwheels over something that's genuinely been like a 7 or an 8 it's not like a 10 program in my opinion Um, I've got an answer to how they should have corrected this um, Hangman Page issue if it even exists but I think if you stick around to the end of the video we've got a Twitter Ah. question um, all about that and guess what if you want to know my thoughts on Winter is Coming and Wilborn's thoughts on Winter is Coming we will record a preview podcast later today, which will drop wherever you got your wherever you get your podcasts from. So please subscribe. He's much better at the segues and <laughs> the, the, the hints. I'm very much looking forward to it tonight, but I would like to have seen more Hangman Page wrestling. But I'm sure we're going to see more of that going forward. Well, I think 25 minutes, they need. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, as you said. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Uh, Let's conclude, though, by talking about a former WWE referee talking about the well, dissolution, seemingly, of the McMahon family. That referee... Mike Kyoda, of course. Uh, he's got a podcast as well. Everyone's got a bloody podcast nowadays. It's not as good as ours, but, you know... Is it, is it number one? Uh, anyway, on his Monday mailbag show, uh, people were asking him about Triple H when he first started getting, uh, let's just say, involved with Stephanie McMahon and whether or not... Anyone told him, you can't really date the boss's daughter. Uh, He said about it, yes, Shane did. Shane McMahon did. That is why the two fell out. That is for sure. He continued, uh, that is why Shane and Triple H had a falling out for many years. And that is why Shane was exiled for 10 years. He continued talking about the fact that Shane McMahon still isn't really in the inner circle. Below Vince McMahon, you've got Laurenitis. Pritchard, all the usual people. Um, And why isn't Shane in that position now? He's back in the company. He said, it's sad. When I started working for this company, there was Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, and yes, you guessed it, Stephanie McMahon. And now it all seems to be broken apart. All the money in the world probably can't fix it. The family is torn apart at this point, I think. Maybe not torn apart all the way, which I hope not, but it is torn apart. What do you reckon? I don't know. Like... Kyoto's a great ref. <laughs> yes. But I don't know if he's like a butler in the, the McMahon family mansion. I, I, I like that visual though. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, you see that? I just, how would he know? I don't know how he would know. Do you, like, think, do you think there's there is a wider issue here within the McMahon family? I mean, if you look at certain developments, like obviously Shane McMahon at one point probably wanted to succeed as dad in the business. We should buy UFC, Dad. Nah. Yeah. Like, he did try to make moves. He did have a different outlook um, than Shane to Vince McMahon. Yeah. I think, um, famously, well, not famously, but um, in a little sort of key trivia note, Shane McMahon really wanted to do something way different mm. with the ECW reboot. He wanted to really try and carry it on in its own idiosyncratic spirit, if you like. And Vince was like, no, 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 it can't be a dot-com thing. We need a TV deal, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think he really wanted to like maintain 
the brand as it originally was perceived in that way you do like a catch-all which is weird that Triple H like replaced him effectively in WWE because yeah. they have like similar visions and um, uh, Shane McMahon's ECW vision was not too dissimilar at all to um, Triple H's but regardless I don't know if any of this is true there is a key bit of evidence that supports Mike Kyoto's claim and that is Vince McMahon wishing everybody else and Shane yeah. McMahon a happy birthday like like Vince has got he doesn't do his own Twitter yeah. right so maybe this is all just complete conjecture on my part but if Vince has got like a very specific mean spirited sense of humour which we know he does maybe he just thought it was a little rib hey yeah. birthday Shane like, I love you Cena thank you for saving my business and healing it in the public eye away from the absolute carny circus death cult that people used to think it was so thanks for that Cena uh, happy birthday Shane <laughs> yeah I I think it's interesting as well because I don't feel like he was exiled necessarily as much as he just went oh, threw his hands up and went I've just got to get away from this for a bit and he went off to do some I don't know, business in China or, or whatever it was I can't remember exactly what it was but it is astonishing to think that uh, we are sitting here in 2021 and when we're talking about the succeed the person who succeeds um, Vince McMahon whatever that may be years from now probably our mind doesn't automatically now go to either Trips or Shane. It's probably someone else. It's, you know, it's the, it's, I don't know, is it Pritchard? Is it Khan? Is it Laurinaitis? They're already arguably higher up in the pecking order now. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite wild. But, you know, these things are cyclical. Khan, by the way, not, yes. not Tony. These things are cyclical, like, you know, John Laurinaitis was completely on the outs. Yeah. In the middle of the last decade, um, well, the start of it, realistically, um, Bruce Pritchard was just doing nout. Well, he's doing rubbish stuff in TNA, which is almost nout. Yeah. And now he's back in the old fold. So Triple H will be back in eight years, these things go in a circle. I believe John Laurinaitis was mentioned in a certain book all about NXT, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed, which you can get on Amazon. You can now order the books on Amazon, uh, the development of hell story about NXT, uh, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AW, Sidious, brilliant new book, 606 wrestling matches to see before you die, all now available on Amazon, uh, and we are working to get them into ebook form going forward. More details on that as and when we get them. Anyway, let's move on to your Twitter questions at WhatCultureWWE. Of course, you want to get in touch with us. Uh, Danny Navarro, gives our first question of the day says lads how would you reintegrate Brian Cage into AEW after having been gone for so long personally I would put him as an ally with Leo Rush's stable uh, to have the Leo hypes up a big beefy boy dynamic that might be better than my bloody idea <laughs> my initial idea and it kind of um, kills two birds with one stone and I don't think I have anything concrete after the fact because Brian Cage realistically isn't that compelling a TV character That's which fair. I think is one of the reasons why they struggle to create ideas on his behalf and they try to do the now kind of formulaic AW thing where um person runs through the stable, didn't really, no one cared. I think Team Taz well, would be more, more about Team Taz, didn't I've they? got one thing they could have done with Brian Cage. Um, as Danielson was kicking the heads in at the Dark Order, if you recall back to earlier this year, Brian Cage and Hangman Page are 1 1. Yes. So you could have Hangman Page wrestle before um, Hangman Page. Billet is an eliminator. Yeah. Uh, where if you win, you get the title shot. And just to create some drama, even though you kind of would have known Page and Cage weren't, weren't like, you would have known the result, basically. Yes. The match of Double Health thing was a total banger. It would have like kept... The it was the opener yeah. for the main card. It was a total banger. There's a storyline reason for it to exist because I won one and Brian Cage could have said, you know what, um, congratulations on winning the title. You know for, for a fact deep down you got unfinished business. Hangman Page could have wrestled. It would have felt less like he was an absentee champion. You could have the first banger in that run list of matches. 
That's what I would have done. Yeah, I really like that. All the big beefy boys. They can still do it. Yeah. They can, it, 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 it takes one week to bring you back and having some people all over the place and people are like, oh yeah, remember Brian Cage, sweet Jesus. So <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't give up on him just yet, Danny. I do like the idea of him pairing with Leo Rush though because I love Leo Sean Rush. Sean them glutes. Oh, that was awesome. It was so underutilized then and they just and they just fed, fed him to Balor, didn't they, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, oh, whoa, Comic Zeus on Twitter says, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I think that's meant to be like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not it, DUW, I think it's like a, like, ooh, it's like an, it's There'll like, be some acronym that yeah. we're too old to get. Moving on. Do you think AEW has beat WWE in terms of being more pro wrestler in the fact they don't fire 80 people in a year? WWE has trained me not to invest. Alistair Black, Asuka, Shinsuke, Keith Lee, etc. all have the hype till, main, till the main roster and then they flatline. Meanwhile, and then he's just posted a gif of Hook. I mean, yeah. It's uh, yes, it's, I agree with that completely. One company enjoys presenting the art of pro wrestling, treats its pro wrestling personnel as artists, and trusts them to get over. More often than not, listening to those reactions in the arenas, it works. Uh, the other one is a content company uh, scripted by one person for himself. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so frustrating, like you say, especially like I don't know what the last person was that I was like, like. It broke me in terms of like, this is going to be it. This is what are they doing? But I always, 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 and you're always with me, go back to Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I mean, it's but that's because it was right there. She wrecked everyone at the Elimination Chamber. I love that. I know some people didn't. Me and Phil Chambers did the live stream for that. And I still remember people being like, that was awful. And me and being like, what are you talking about? That was one of the best things we've seen in years. Yeah, it's typical because Shayna Baszler has a really distinct working style that didn't really fit into the patterned mold and it was sort of dulled out of her. To a degree. And the other issue you've got, of a course, is when you have she seems to get near the title, they go, oh, I've got a Saudi show coming up. So it's just so frustrating for people like that. But yeah, at least we've got Hook, I suppose. Uh, let's move on to, to the uh, final question. Really like this from Big Cass, not that one. Uh, it says, morning, chaps. What are your number one wrestling wishes for 2022? I'd love to see Buddy Matthews walk through the forbidden door for a renewed rivalry with Malachi Black. Um, yeah, I guess I could go with that, provided that Malachi Black wins. Yeah. I don't hate Buddy Murphy or anything else. I want to see Buddy Murphy really reinvent himself. Or prove, like, the best kept secret stuff was really good. Some of his TV matches in 2019 were really, really good. Oh, yeah. But like at this point, I really want... Get the hype back. Yeah. Get the fair. hype back, because if you look at the queue of free agents like Keith Lee, um, Gargano, O'Reilly, like I'd rather see them in... AEW before um, a Murphy so if you can if you're Murphy reinvent the hell out of yourself make yourself undeniable to use AEW's own copy and then come in my biggest wish at this point is that everything's just okay yeah sick of uncertainty it's not nice I'm sick of all this bollocks man. I was really hoping that this time you know when we were doing this last year I was thinking about well by next Christmas yeah and it's better it's just still on yeah. that note like I want everything to be okay. I'm sick of feeling like it's never going to be okay again. Yeah. When we kind of think, Jesus Christ, is it all okay again? AEW, New Japan, cross-promoted show at Madison Square Garden. Fly me over. I'll, uh, I'll review it favourably. I was going to say, I was going and, to say. Uh, I'll enjoy it as well. My, my selfish wrestling wish is, really want to go to a wrestling show in 2022. <laughs> yeah. um, but in terms of booking, very simple one I, one I think you'll probably agree with. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, AEW World Champion. That's what I want to see next year. Do you think it's going to happen? I know it's not going to happen. 
worth a shot. Uh, let's move on to today's and finally, and something very exciting that broke on Twitter overnight. Loads of speculation about this for a while. If you get a chance, go watch this video because, oh boy, it's something. Uh, the Briscoes calling out FTR. They've been doing it for a while on Twitter. And now they've shot this video in a barn, I suppose. What do you reckon to this? I feel like this is one of those things where you and Jim Cornette's views probably combine. FTR Briscoes would be spectacular. Absolutely. Sometimes the algorithm spews out some Jim Cornette <laughs> to me, and he'll just tell you something about pro wrestling that you'd never considered, yeah. an insight that you'd never thought, and now you can't think of it any other way. Like I just wish he wasn't such, yeah, Jim Cornette about certain things. Uh, Briscoe's FTR would be fantastic. Yeah. An absolutely fantastic match. It's all but confirmed to be happening, I guess. Yeah. On AEW television at some point, since ROH is, like, doesn't really exist anymore. They shot it at Final Battle. Uh, yeah, absolutely bang up for that. Like a proper smash mouth brawl. Um, really energetically worked as well. Like it'll just be really dramatic, really violent, really gnarly. Um, but like low key, really well crafted. You don't really associate that with the Briscoes because of the way that uh, Mark speaks more often than not. <laughs> I remember we had them in WCPW They're, and uh, meeting them was an experience. They and are, then seeing them wrestle was uh, quite another. Yeah, they are nothing if not real, the Briscoes. Yeah. But they're really great at their craft and so are FTR. And I just think they would complement each other wonderfully. Make it happen, long bone tone. Love to see that next year. That's another wrestling wish. In fact, let us know your wrestling wishes in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcast myself and the Dadly Boys reviewing NXT 2 oh, a little bit later on today and looking ahead to AW Dynamite. Winter is coming. Plus you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at um, Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now my thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.